Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I'm excited to introduce my guest. Her name is Lori Richen. Say hello, Lori. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. Well, I knew that. <laughs> We've had a few minutes to to visit before the show. And I want to give our listeners uh, a little bit of context of why you and I are having this discussion today. And this is going to involve some self-disclosure today, folks. So you're going to learn a little bit more about Dr. Paul. And, and this has been a long time in coming, probably, for me. But it's... It's wonderful, and the timing is just perfect. So, with that being said, some of you will remember, oh, a couple of months ago, I did a little television appearance in Salt Lake uh, to talk about some of the things that I do. Well, that television show was recorded uh, also in, in a format that was available through the Internet. And, Lori, you have a friend or a family member, someone here in Salt Lake City who connected you with that. Right. Is that true? Yes, it was a link um, Sent uh, you to a the link. website. Yeah. So, so you watched that little clip of Dr. Paul doing his thing on TV, and then you wrote me an email, and it wasn't anything about the topic. That I complimented I was dis- you on the topic first. Well, that's not the part that I noticed. Because <laughs> what you noticed in that television appearance is that my voice has a very unique quality to it that you immediately recognized as spasmodic dysphonia. Right. Is that true? True. Okay, now there's only certain people who ever recognize that, and that's because you have the same diagnosis. Correct. Now, we're going to tell you a little bit about spasmodic dysphonia today. Some of you may have noticed from time to time that Dr. Paul's voice gets a little strained, or a little strangled sounding sometimes, or there's some tension uh, that that you'll pick up from time to time in my voice. And it's hard for me to say certain words or to start sentences with certain sounds. And this is just all characteristic of a neurological voice disorder that I was was diagnosed with, oh, what was it? About six or seven years ago now, when when I got my diagnosis. This has been an interesting adventure for me because when when I first started noticing the symptoms creeping in, the first thought that I had was, what the heck? I'm a psychologist. (laughs) This voice is my tool. This is what I use to do my work. And I went into victim mode real fast. And for me, it was, you know, why me? Why do I have this? What? What's going on? And all kinds of goofy thoughts started to roll through my head about, you know, what what was going on with me. 
I'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into it. But Lori, you've had a similar experience because you and I are two of a fairly small number of people in this country who have this disorder. And by small, I mean there's tens of thousands of us, but there's not hundreds of thousands of us who have spasmodic dysphonia. And the the real quick version is that it originates in the basal ganglia in the brain. Uh, It's in a family of disorders that is similar to Parkinson's, uh, where the only real manifestation of this disorder is a spasm that occurs in the vocal folds. Is that a good enough quick description, Lori? Does that sound good to you? Um, Tell us just a little bit about about your side of the story that I just told, because I don't know how much of that I got correct according to your perception. Well, I clicked on the link, and I was listening to your your, um, discussion with Julie, and I heard that in your voice, and I thought, could that be SD? And it's it's pretty rare mm-hmm. that you hear somebody with SD. But what I was so excited about is that I'm studying to be a marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. And when I got SD, I was like, how am I going to be able to do that if I can't talk to people and express myself with the way mm-hmm. that I want to? Mm-hmm. So I contacted you because I was like, this guy's doing exactly what I want to do. And he's on TV uh-huh. and he has a vocal disorder. He's Seems not letting the same it thing. Yeah. stop him. So that's right. why I contacted you. And that was inspiring to me too, because I have, I've learned to just kind of accept it and compensate for it and just move on anyway, which is part of what we're going to get to in our show today. But the background of all of this is the is the vocal disorder that you and I share. And it was inspiring to me to realize that, hey, here's a here's a liability that I have in my life. And we've talked a lot on this show about leveraging life's liabilities and how you get your package and you don't even get to really sign up for it. I mean, it's just it's your package, right? And mine and yours happens to include spasmodic dysphonia, a neurological voice disorder that makes it so you have to intentionally think about creating voice. And and for those of you who are not familiar with this, it is it is work to speak. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And I look at other people who, who speak so effortlessly, and I'm a little envious sometimes of that. Uh, but there's not a day that goes by when I don't have to think about how to create the sound that's coming out of my mouth. And that might get some of you thinking, because this is a little foreign to many of you. And some of you are going to be thinking, well, what's the big deal? You guys sound normal enough to me. People tell me all the time I sound normal. Well, what they mean is that I sound just like Dr. Paul. And they don't know what I sounded like before. And they don't know what's going on in my head as I'm struggling to create the voice. So it's an interesting package, but it's only a context for what we really want to talk about here today. And when you heard me on TV, something clicked in your mind that said, hey, wait a minute. Am I going to just kind of cower into my victim corner and give up on all my dreams? Or am I going to go pursue those dreams anyway? Because here's somebody who doesn't seem to be bothered too much by it. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we share SD, but I think we also, 
maybe uncommonly share um, a desire to not be a victim to the growth opportunities that present themselves. That's right. So we're going to come back to SD a number of times in this podcast. And I want, I want all of you regular listeners to know that we will be putting this out to a, a community of people who share this disorder. Because I think that there's some important things that, that anyone should understand about what life is all about. And it doesn't matter what your package is. This is just a, a particular example of one of the contexts that you might have. Laurie, as you and I were discussing actually doing this show today, which I hope is just a little out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hugely. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. You commented before the show that a lot of times my guests just seem so comfortable, you know, and like they do this all the time. And some of them are. Some of them are, you know, famous people who are always in the in the spotlight. But others are not. That would and, be me. <laughs> and yet the experience of just bringing what you've got and sharing it in the best way that you know is so refreshing. And I just, I appreciate your being here. Thank you. It's, uh, it's fun for me. So let's go into an overview of what I would like to, to talk to you about on today's show. Uh, I believe that we often probably habitually and routinely create limiting beliefs in our life. That's one of the areas that we'll talk about on today's show. Another one is that you have the package that you have and it comes complete with upsides and downsides. And regardless of where you are in your life right now, there are opportunities that are abundant around you. How are you going to leverage those opportunities? And then the third thing that we'll hit today is adopting a different style of speaking. Now, this is symbolic for me, okay, because I had to learn a new way to talk. There are some treatments for spasmodic dysphonia, which uh, have upsides and downsides as well. We'll talk about that a little bit, but how can you come up with a new language or a new set of behaviors and self-talk that is more self-supportive instead of self-defeating? Does that sound okay to you? Absolutely. Sounds I thought great. it would because you suggested the topics. <laughs> <laughs> People might be thinking, oh, Dr. Paul just came up with... No, Lori came up with these topics. So we're going to give her credit where it's due. Thank you. <laughs> so having fun at Live on Purpose Radio. Let's go back to, to reframing limiting beliefs. I guess we'll get the rest of this okay. story in just a minute because that music means we're going into a break. Hey, we'll be right back. We'll hear more about that story. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single-day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. 
this belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, oh, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read. And uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned through the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. You know, this is kind of fun to just talk about something that I really don't talk about very much. But there was a time in my life, Lori, when this was probably the main issue on my mind most of the time. And as I've talked with you, I think you've had a similar experience where it's just, it's almost agonizing to go through all of the mental gymnastics of what's wrong with me. And this is the kind of thing that other people will hear and they'll say, what? What's the big deal? Or they'll say, what's wrong with your voice? Or they'll say, well, just relax. Just let it flow. My mom told me to take a cough drop. Just suck cough drops or clear your throat. Clear your throat or, or drink more water or stand on your head. Or, <laughs> so, I mean, everybody's got their theories about what's going to help. Um, I was wondering, and I commented to you during the break, that I'm not sure what this sounds like to people who don't have spasmodic dysphonia because it's really hard to understand it and it's hard to explain it too. But you know what? Here's, here's where, the, uh, where the common ground is with everybody out there because I want, I want each of you for just a minute to think about your own package and that part of your package that it seems that nobody really understands very well. And how good it feels when you find somebody who seems to understand a little bit mm -hmm. what you're going through. That was the relief for me when I finally got a diagnosis. Because I got to give up on all of the goofy theories that I had in my own head. You know, like I'm psychologically disturbed or <laughs> I've got some unresolved issues that I haven't addressed. It's not about that. It's a simple neurological disorder. 
And uh, it was a relief to find someone who kind of understood that. Is that similar to what what your experience has been? Yes, it has. And the the with the added relief of meeting you, a person with SD who also is committed to working around it without the uh, Botox injections, because mm-hmm. most people do the Botox injections, and mm-hmm. I've chosen not to. So. Mm-hmm. And there's hope. Yeah. You were, that was the context that brings me back to what we were talking about just before the break. You were talking about, uh, well, we were, we were getting into this reframing your limiting beliefs. I'm, I'm on a quest to collect inspiring stories. And there's one that, uh, I recently became familiar with through the movie Iology. And I know some of you listeners might be familiar with this because I actually assisted with the premiere of this movie here in in Utah, a friend of mine is the producer, the creator of that movie. But one of the, uh, the really inspiring stories there was Stephanie Victor. Stephanie Victor is a gal who was hit by a car and lost both of her legs to the injuries that she sustained in that accident. Well, she went through a very painful recovery and she declared when she was there that when she when she was finished with her recovery, she was just going to feed her soul. She was going to go out there and live. And she decided to take up skiing. What? Now, isn't that an interesting <laughs> thing to do without legs? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, a limiting belief here would be, I can't ski because I don't have legs. And that sounds logical, but it's not. It assumes a lot of things. And how many of our limiting beliefs assume things? Okay. And and when you were talking to me earlier about, you know, I wasn't sure that I could go be a counselor because I can't talk. And I said, yes, you can. You can talk. It's difficult. You have to work for it. It doesn't come as easily to you as other people. So, and Stephanie Victor had the same attitude as she took up skiing and she decided that she was going to... Uh, take these skiing lessons well her instructor had everybody fill out a form uh, as they were starting the class and in this form it says what what is the main thing you want to get out of this and she kind of jokingly wrote down i want to get a gold medal (laughs) okay well he took her seriously and he came to her and said you're gonna have to be more specific and she's like what are you serious and then she became more serious or more serious about it. And she says, well, a Paralympic gold medal. Mm-hmm. She went to the Paralympics in uh, Salt Lake in 2002. And she won the bronze. Fantastic. Which is amazing. That's amazing. And then she went to Torino and she won the gold. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? It's very inspiring. You can't even do that if you hold your limiting beliefs. Right. And Lori, it's the same for you because there are people that you can help. But not if you shut up. Right. And I have um, a faculty advisor who I'm not sure I appreciated her comment at the time, but it's proven to be a source of inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. She, I'm doing a personal project for a graduate program that I'm in. And she asked me, she said she wanted a vocal presentation to be part of the project. And mm-hmm. I told her I can't do that because I said, that's like asking someone with a broken arm to play basketball. And her response to me was, do you want me to support you in your strength or your weakness? Oh. 
And good for her. That just keeps resonating in my mind as I go along mm -hmm. with everything that I approach. Do mm -hmm. I want to be supported in my strength or in my weakness? That's right. So. Wow. You know, it's. I, I said this is kind of a fun thing for me. And as I visited with you today, both before and during this podcast, and as I hear your voice, and as I realize what's going on behind the voice, and I remember times when I was so discouraged. And so, you know, the limiting beliefs. And I started thinking, well, gosh, maybe I'm going to have to rethink what I want to do for my career. And you were already a psychologist. I was already a psychologist, right? I'd already been through... You know, I told my kids I'd gone through the 21st grade. I mean, it takes a while to become <laughs> yeah, a shrink, does. right? I'd invested a lot into that particular line. And I had just, I hadn't even started doing radio yet. Uh, but it was always kind of a dream for me to be in front of the room or to, to present and to speak, you know, and to do those kinds of things because it's just a passion for me. And the limiting beliefs were telling me I couldn't do it. I had to restructure the beliefs that I had in my mind before I could I could move forward. And so I just really want to encourage any of you who are who are relating to this at any level and again spasmodic dysphonia is just an example that Lori and I chose because we know it. But whatever your belief is, what are those those limiting beliefs and can you reframe them in a way that allows you to move forward despite your disability? So you got weaknesses. Okay, join the crowd. We all do. Move forward anyway and, and create the beliefs that will help you to do that. I think just listening to this podcast is evidence that you intend to do that. So thank you for, for picking up this this particular episode. Lori, I, I think I keep cutting you off. I, <laughs> you get me going on this stuff. I believe, don't you? that there are abundant opportunities all around us. Absolutely. You suggested that we could talk a little bit about leveraging some of our present opportunities. Well, and this is the part that I get really excited about because I'm, I don't want to think about the limits anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I shared a quote with you earlier that I just read in a book that by Wayne Muller, I believe, Mm. that said your life is not a problem to be solved but a gift to be opened and oh, when i love I, it yes and when i think about i have had a lot of gifts come to me already through sd uh -huh. and that's when i start getting excited when i see all the opportunities that are presenting themselves through the growth opportunity of sd and one of them was meeting you i was just yeah. thinking we would not be having this conversation had we not shared that diagnosis. Yep. That's true. And one of my inspirations was David Archuleta, which, who was mm. the runner-up in American Idol. And I heard him in an interview say that he had a paralyzed vocal cord. I noticed that too very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I really resonated with that. And I was mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. inspired that he did not let that stop him. And what if it had? Can you imagine? He wouldn't have all those beautiful songs and the way mm -hmm. his voice just has the ability to touch people. And mm -hmm. we wouldn't, the world wouldn't have that gift if he That's had right. let it stop him. That's right. You know, 
the opportunities are there. And sometimes, as you pointed out just now, sometimes the very things that you think are creating the biggest barriers for you in your life and the biggest problems aren't really problems at all. It's an opportunity. It's a gift that's waiting to be opened. I like to say the quote again. I like that. Your life is not a problem to be solved, but a gift to be opened. And that's complete with all of the upsides and the downsides. So whatever it is, I mean, pick your favorite liability. You know what it is. You're thinking about it as we're having this discussion. Pick your favorite liability. And you know what? Here, here's another way that you've inspired me, Lori, because when you contacted me and I realized, oh, oh yeah, I have this spasmodic dysphonia diagnosis. I wonder if there's somebody else that I could help or inspire by not being so tight-lipped about it. I can't wait till I forget that I have SD. You keep talking through it. We'll be right back. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Keeping a professional edge can have a price. Looking your best can have an even bigger price as dry cleaning bills find their way to your mailbox. One Japanese company has decided to focus on the problem and has produced a rather unique solution. Konaka, a Japanese clothing retailer, has recently launched a successful innovation that has white-collar workers rushing to their stores. They call the invention Shower Clean. Shower Clean is a specially crafted wool fabric that can be washed in the shower. It only takes two hours to air dry and is ready to go again without any wrinkles and does not need to be ironed. The fabric is made of real Australian wool and has a special blend of protective materials that keeps it from losing its shape and absorbing unwanted germs and grime. Their first product is a full two-piece men's suit. No dry cleaning, no ironing, no washing machines. Congratulations, Konaka, for your suitable idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea Wouldn't you like to know You probably can't bear it So I guess I'll have to share it I thought of it a moment ago Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. Some of you have been asking how you can get more involved with the show. And I also appreciate those of you who have offered to support the show. Now you can do both easily by purchasing a Top Spots listing. For a very small donation to the show, your link will be posted at liveonpurposeradio.com. Just go to the website and look for the Top Spots widget on the right side panel. Click at the bottom and follow the simple instructions. You will then be at the top of the list. Thanks for your support.
so as we've been chatting during the break here. It's just so interesting to look at life's experiences. I've, I'm becoming much, much more fond of just being authentic, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many times that we want to pretend that there's nothing wrong. In fact, um, you remember before the show, we were talking a little bit about some of our experiences with SD. And there was a time when I was so apologetic and I felt like I had to explain to everybody that I met that I had this vocal disorder as if they were going to judge me or something because my voice sounded funny. It didn't even sound funny to them. It just sounded normal to them. But to me, it sounded funny because I knew what normal sounded like for me. And so I was trying to make excuses or, well, not really excuses, but just kind of explain or, you know what I'm saying? I do. I went through that phase. Instead of just being authentic. This is me. This is what it sounds like. Okay. You know, there's other flaws I have too. Should we go into those? (laughs) (laughs) And yet we we get kind of fond of some of our... uh, our favorite liabilities sometimes. And we think, oh, this is the thing that really sets me apart. And that really caught my attention when you sent me the email because I had finally gotten to the point and, and it's helped me to realize what progress I've made with this. I've gotten to the point where it's not an issue to me. It's present. It's part of my everyday life, but it's not an issue. It's not how I define myself. And that is a real key, I think. What are we using to define ourselves in our life? I like what your uh, what your mentor said about that. Do you want me to really reinforce your disability? Or shall we focus on your strengths? That's, do do that's you beautiful. recall when you made that shift? Because I'm still, when um, an opportunity presents itself, I'm still asking myself the question, can I do that? Would mm-hmm. I be able to succeed at doing that? And anticipating having difficulty or a problem with it or whatever. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the do. When you get up in the morning, you know, in the summer and you go out and you see the do on the grass. When did the do come? Well, it came during the night, you know. It didn't come at 3.35 or anything like that. And I think it's very much like that. In fact, I was just having a a chat with um, someone who's very close to me the other day about how how they feel that they're progressing. Okay, and they're saying, "I haven't made any progress. I'm not doing." And I'm looking at it from my perspective. I'm saying, "Are you kidding me, man? You're making some great progress. You're doing some wonderful things." They don't see it because they're in it. They're living in it all the time. And I think we make gradual progress. Some people look for the big chunk solutions in life, but it's really in small and simple things. And that builds on it, on itself. So when you ask me, when did that transition occur? Well, during the night. Okay. You know, it came gradually. That's why it, it was brought so clearly to my attention when you emailed me because I realized, oh, oh, it's, it's not an issue for me now. Not like it was. I mean, it still is to an extent, but not anything like it was. And so it's like a gradual progress that I I just realized in that moment that I'd made some good progress. 
that I'm going the direction I want to go. So you think just continuing to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and have success repeatedly, eventually, that just kind of fades away. Well, who's going to be the master? Is it you or your disorder? Me. Right. So don't let the disorder call the shots. And if somebody calls you to be a guest on their radio show or something, <laughs> take them up on it. <laughs> you know? Bless your heart. Thanks for being here. But what is, how does that apply to you? You know, all of you who are listening, what what is it that you're avoiding doing and you're blaming your disorder? You're blaming your weakness. You're you're deferring that responsibility to something outside of you. Well, that's not living on purpose, people. That is not cutting it. And you take charge of that life and get back in the in behind the steering wheel. Can Start I tell driving a couple it. stories? I hope you will. Well, two gifts that have already come up for me through working with this opportunity. I have always wanted to do Toastmasters. I've heard about heard, it's of, a heard about club. yeah. I mm-hmm. heard about Toastmasters. It sounded exciting. I like writing speeches. But I've never done it. You know, life just is busy and I've never done mm-hmm. it. Well, as part of this project, my faculty advisor um, suggested that Toastmasters might be a good thing for me. So I'm doing Toastmasters. And I don't know that I, I probably would have procrastinated that always. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that when I was in eighth grade, I tried out for the school choir. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make it. And I don't think I didn't make it because I couldn't sing. I think there was something else going on. But my 13-year-old self heard, oh my gosh, I can't sing. I am a horrible Uh singer. Uh So I didn't open my mouth again. I didn't sing in church. I didn't sing in the car. I didn't sing in the shower. Mm. I never opened my mouth again. So as part of this um, project of addressing my vocal expression, I'm going to a voice coach. I'm not taking singing lessons, but I'm going to a voice coach. And he actually said to me the other day, I think you would enjoy singing. You actually have a very nice voice. I would have never Mm. taken singing lessons had I not had this extra little nudge. So already the gifts have presented themselves. So you had a limiting belief going on there, didn't you? Absolutely. It's amazing what what we're told as children that we um, allow to direct our lives. Well, you'd hang this label or this name on yourself that you didn't have a good voice. And then a voice coach, and it was probably just somebody who doesn't really know what he's doing, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you want to share who you're coaching with, but... Um, well, when I heard that David Archuleta had the uh, paralyzed vocal cord, I actually contacted his voice coach, his Dean, voice coach. Dean Kalin, and who is phenomenal. He is who knows phenomenal. exactly what he's doing. And so he, an expert, says, you have a very nice voice. Okay, now here's your opinion that you don't have a good voice, and his opinion that you have a very nice voice. Who are you going to believe? Well, I'd like to believe him. <laughs> you know, we get so attached. This is... Another friend of mine was talking about this in a seminar just last night. He said, we have what's called the above average syndrome. Mm. Okay, now the above average syndrome is that everyone in their own mind secretly believes that they're above average. Interesting. Okay, now, and it's, uh, he quoted a study. This is actually in in his book that he just published. It's called 
The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes hmm. by Brett Harward. And, and Brett's going to be on the show here in a couple of weeks. He said that there was a study that was done, and it was like 80,000 college graduates or something that they surveyed. And they and asked them a bunch of questions, you know, rate yourself. Are you above average, average, or below average on different things? So your driving skills. I know okay. I'm above average. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? 80,000 college graduates all felt that they were above average. That's not even mathematically possible. <laughs> but the human mind, see, there's this, this common belief that we all have that we're a special case. Somehow we're a special case. Well, this applies to your opinions. Your opinions about yourself. Your opinions about the world. And so when you compare your opinion to someone else's, which one is above average? Mine. Well, your own opinion. Even if you compare it to one of the world's best vocal coaches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we jealously hang on to our own opinions just because we've bought into this tribal custom that we are somehow above average. Somehow we're a special case. Well, how could everybody be above average? We're not. And when you start to realize that, then you'll allow other people to come into your life and render an opinion about something. Now, I'm not saying that you should always take somebody else's opinion hook like in, in and sinker because you did that as a child and that didn't work for you. But what if we were to be a little less attached to our own opinions? And maybe you could develop an opinion that says, yeah, I could be a powerful psychologist, speaker, singer, whatever it is. That would be kind of cool, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I do think that would be cool. <laughs> Stephanie Victor became the best Paralympic skier. You know, is that cool? So let's get rid of those self-limiting beliefs. Start leveraging our present opportunities that are present all around us. They're abundant. And then I think we should spend a little time on this, this last thought. Uh, that I had introduced at the beginning, and that's adopting self-supportive language and behaviors. Now, we've been leading into that with some of our other discussion. We have a constant dialogue going on in our mind about ourselves. And uh, the words that we pick are powerful. Uh, whether those are positive or negative is a choice. But we're we're constantly having this dialogue. I'm... Taking it away again here, Lori, I want to hear some of your thoughts about this. Well, um, the the self-talk that I catch going on in my own head is it's very habitual. Yes. And it's hard to snap out of some of the, um, just the, the way that I phrase things. And you'll notice that I mm -hmm. don't refer to this as a challenge anymore. I try as consciously as possible to refer to it as an opportunity. Mm. So to, that's just an, one example. And you're not lying to yourself? No. Do you remember when you used to feel like it was a lie? Yeah, absolutely. That you're trying to trick yourself into thinking something? No, it actually is an opportunity. And now I have proof because I've shared with you some of the already gifts that have come mm -hmm. from it. But... Because it's such a habit and um, ways of thinking are so ingrained that I actually have to 
say some affirmations. So I have them written down mm-hmm. and I say some affirmations to myself every morning when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And one of them is I am perfect, whole and complete. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that I am a competent speaker. That's right, actually. You're not even lying to yourself, but you're getting yourself to believe something. Sometimes I think we have to tell the truth in advance. It's mm. another way to look at that. I like that. We'll finish this up in our next segment. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. What if we all started practicing? Practicing saying what we want instead of what we don't? Because we're creating all the time. You know, a, a friend and mentor of mine who will also be on this show in the next week or two uh, shared with me, well, in fact, I'm going to save some of that story for that episode, but he shared with me some of the power that we have in naming things. And as we name ourselves and our world and we hang labels on it, you know, what are the names that you have for yourself? What are the names that you have for for your spouse, for your kids? And then realize that the name you give those things creates your reaction to them. I was telling you during the break too, Laurie, that that one of my friends who's been on this show a couple of times, Leslie Householder, who is a national best-selling author. And I like to introduce her that way because she went through a period where she was working on her book, The Jackrabbit Factor. 
and she wanted to, and Leslie, if I'm getting this wrong, you're going to have to just chew me out later. <laughs> she wanted to get herself in a mental space where she could actually make this thing big. And so she was doing some affirmations in which she said to herself, I am a national best-selling author. Well, that wasn't true at the time that she was saying it yet, but it's true now. And that's why I said just before the break, tell the truth in advance. Get yourself to start believing the truth, even if it hasn't happened yet. How is it going to come into this world anyway unless you create it? And you start to create it through your words. Words are powerful. You gave an example of, what was it, a, uh, an opportunity rather than a difficulty or a challenge? A challenge, a health opportunity or a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. Which it is. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can frame these things in this way. Stephanie Victor, I told you a little bit about her story. We are so tempted to think that losing your legs is a bad thing that it's hard for us to break into a world where it's just another opportunity. An opportunity for what? Well, some of the things that she's done that have been so inspiring would not have happened minus the difficulty, minus the challenge part of it. It's, I've, I've become very fond of the concept of the middle part. Every inspiring story, and tell me if this is true for you, every inspiring story that I know has a hard part in the middle. Yeah, and I hope to um, that some of these things I'm sharing with you are the middle part and that I'm going to be a powerful public speaker later or a very competent counselor. Laura, you're on a national podcast <laughs> right now. National, it's international. You know, People are picking this up all over the world. One of the... Um, one of my fellow students shared a story with me um, last month. He said when he was a little kid, this um, coach or like a t-ball coach or something, he was just little, he doesn't even remember his name, but he was up to bat or something like that. And, and the coach said, go get him, Tiger. And he said that has stayed with him his whole life. When he's, in, you know, he's a grown man, professional acting coach. And when he goes out, to do anything in his life he hears the words go get him tiger and he goes this i don't even remember this man's name but it had a powerful impact and that's an example of somebody who was supporting him in his strengths and i have really appreciated the mm -hmm. people who have stepped up and not given me sympathy mm -hmm. but have been willing to support me in my strengths and and um and my own self you know giving me opportunities mm -hmm. to help with my own self-talk and reframe everything positively. You know, I've been really inspired also by a young man named Ben Underwood. And I've mentioned him on this show before. Sometimes I'll show a video clip in the seminars that I present of Ben. And he's just a, a teenage kid who's out there rollerblading and he's playing video games with his friends. He's just a normal teenage kid. And he is totally blind. Oh my goodness. He had both of his eyes surgically removed when he was two years old because of a tumor. Amazing. Okay, rollerblading. And then the amazing thing about Ben is that he... Get, and go go to YouTube, folks. If you haven't seen Ben Underwood yet, you're missing out. Go to YouTube and put his name 
in the search box, and you'll see several videos there that are just going to inspire the heck out of you. What he does to get around is he clicks with his mouth. And then he listens for the reverberations. He finds his way around just like dolphins do and just like bats do with echolocation, which is impossible for humans, right? Yeah, amazing. Well, you'd think, just like it's impossible for somebody without legs to ski or someone with spasmodic dysphonia to host a radio show. <laughs> Have right? you seen the dog, the two, the dog that walks on two legs? I've heard about that. Oh, my gosh. No, I watched that, and tears actually came to my eyes because I said... Now, there's somebody or some dog. There's a being. That is not going to let the world tell him what mm-hmm. he can be. Yeah, and doesn't he get up and run on two legs? Yeah, it walks <laughs> like a human on two legs. Yeah, which it wouldn't have learned how to do minus his disability. And the mother, I guess when they found the dog, was trying to suffocate it because mm. she didn't think he could get along in the world. Right. You know the mother. I got to tell you about Ben's mother. Her name's Aquanetta. And when you when you YouTube uh, do a little YouTube search on Ben Underwood, you'll see his mom too, and her attitude is just so phenomenal. Because she said, you know, well, she didn't pamper him, she didn't baby him, she didn't allow this disability to become the way that her son was going to be defined, and she didn't cut him any slack. She expected just as much out of him as she would have any other kid. He can't see, so. I mean, what if you were to start asking that about your own disability or liability? So I have cancer. So, so I've I've lost a relationship that was important to me. So now I don't want to seem hard and uncaring because I, I'm actually a very empathic person, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very feeling person, and uh, it hurts my heart when I see people who are in pain. But I want you to just challenge yourself on that thinking and ask yourself, so? so? What does that mean? Therefore, what? And if you buy into the tribal custom that that means that you are limited and you can't go out there and do wonderful things and bless other people's lives and have the greatest life in this world, then you are deceived. Do not buy into that. Because it doesn't matter what your package is. It just does not matter that much. The only way it matters is it defines some of the specifics that you get to have as opportunities. And uh, and beyond that, the only thing that's going to limit you is your own beliefs. That was the first thing that we talked about today, was limiting beliefs. So you can tell I'm getting on my soapbox a little bit, huh? <laughs> Are you buying into this, Laurie? Yeah, it sounds great. What a blessing it's been in your life to have spasmodic dysphonia. And I sure didn't think that to begin with. I was definitely in the why me? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? And you know, we all slip in and out of that too. Because I do too. I have to acknowledge there's times when, I, oh my gosh, you know. But then I've trained myself so deliberately to think about the upsides, to put the positive spin on it, that it's not a big challenge for me anymore to go to, oh, okay, well, what opportunity does this create for me? What can I do with this? Life is a package deal. There's always upsides and downsides. And I think anybody can do that. If If you have the intention, I think that it's important to surround yourself 
with the positive inputs that are going to help you to stay in the right kind of a mindset to move forward. And if you align yourself with, I, I mentioned the tribal customs, you know, I, I left the tribe a while ago and they still send me invitations to come <laughs> to their events, but <laughs> I don't want it. You know, this is one of the reasons that I have avoided some of the quote support groups that are out there because sometimes a support group is a victim group. Right. And I'm not interested. I'm not interested in a group that's going to tell me I can't do certain things or that this diagnosis, for example, means that my life has to be a certain way. It doesn't. That's up to me. A support group should strength, should support you in your strengths. Should support your strengths. Exactly. And not reinforce your disability. Absolutely. So, and don't get me wrong, I'm not you know, saying don't go join a support group, but make sure that's what it is. If you're going to be joining it, maybe you could bring that element to it. Think about the groups that you're a part of. You know, what are you doing? Are you are you helping other people to actually break out of victim mode, create liberty in their lives? Or are you reinforcing the disability and the, the self-limiting beliefs that we all struggle with anyway? You know, and I was talking with someone who I was sharing with my SD with and he was just looking at me with such sympathy and saying, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And I said, please don't be sorry for me. This has been a gift. And the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy, you're saying, I don't think you can handle this challenge. Mm. And empathy is saying, I know that you can handle this. You have all the inner resources to handle this and come out on the side of better, stronger person that's right there is nothing that you can't handle absolutely i have people challenge me on that from time to time but look at the evidence you have already handled absolutely everything that's happened so far <laughs> that's true <laughs> haven't you and yet people are convinced sometimes that there are things coming up that they can't handle but there's nothing yet that's happened that you haven't handled even as difficult as it can be from time to time. That's a great point. And you've already handled it. So so look at the evidence. Start moving forward with a, with a positive perspective. That It just doesn't matter that much what your package is. Just take it. Take it and start to create from that stuff that happened in your life, the life that you want, and, and do it on purpose. That's, that's why we call this show Live on Purpose. Live on Purpose Radio. Have a purpose. And do it intentionally. So, Larry, we're coming up on the end of this. I'm wondering if there are ways, if people would like to contact you or get in touch with you in some way. Sure. Um, we could have them just go through the show, or is there some email address or anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. My email is really easy. It's Lori, L-O-R-I, at Richen, R-I-C-H-A-N, dot org. Lori, at Richen, dot org. So if they're really disappointed with the quality of today's show, they can go after you. Absolutely. <laughs> What's wrong with your voice? Do you have laryngitis? <laughs> well, we get used to answering that question um, with this particular diagnosis. And I want to welcome all of our new friends who are coming from the SD community as a result of this particular episode. We want to invite you as well as anyone else who's listening to Live On Purpose. And to share that message with as many people as you can, let's not let any diagnosis, no matter what it is, any life condition, any circumstances, 
determine where we're going in life. It's you that's in the driver's seat. Go out there and live on purpose. Thanks for being here today, Lori. Thank you. We'll see y'all later.